0: Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's word. Take your Bibles, stand up on your feet, turn to Genesis chapter 26, let's get into it. It's good to have the Hergolots with us tonight. We love us Hergolots, we love them some Hergolots. Genesis chapter 26, greetings to all of our online congregation, so glad that you're with us. Genesis 26, we do have notes, we're going to read verses 1 through, 20, 1 through, 1 through 75, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. We're going to read verses 1 through 6, Genesis 20, you're like, there's no 75 verse? I know, I know, I, all right, 1 through 6, and then we'll go uh, verses 12 and 13. Here we go. Very familiar passage of scripture as we continue in a series called Living the Supernatural Life of Multiplication. Oh, <laughs> there was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And to Isaac went to Abimelech king of the Philistines Goar. The Lord appeared to him. He did what? He appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I tell you, dwell in this land, and I will be with you. I will bless you. I will what? I will bless you for you and your descendants and give you all of these lands. And I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. My, my, my. Verse 4. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of the heaven. I will give your descendants all of these lands, and in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Isaac dwelt in Gerar go now to verse 12 and 13 of that same chapter then Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him and the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous <laughs> well that's 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 pretty incredible right there yes. for he had possessions and flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants So the Philistines envied him. Father, thank you for what you did in the first services of this day, what you've done in our nation today, what you've done all over the world through the gospel of the kingdom being preached, the people that were set free, so many people healed, so many people delivered. Lord, move in great power in this service. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. We do have notes for you before we get into the text i want to remind you that trying to get into your spirit that you're blessed we just you just can't hear that enough come on say i'm blessed yes. you just can't hear that enough you're blessed and you're going to multiply say i am blessed i, am blessed. I will multiply I will. okay make it corporate we are blessed yes. and we will we will multiply you can't say that enough I mean, you need to say it in the morning. You say it in the noontime. Say it when, say it in the morning. Say it in the noontime. Say it, say it, say it when the sun goes down. I'm blessed and I will multiply. I'm blessed and I, some of you need to say it over and over and over and over and over because you can't get it through your thick head that God's for you, so who can be against you? You don't have to suffer and wallow. In the slop of the muck and mire of of the of the pig pen, Amen. you can be free. Hallelujah. Amen. This morning we had a lady come. Two weeks ago she was dying, so she came to the front. I don't even know who prayed for her. it. Wasn't me that I recall. She came to the front. She answered an altar call, which commonly we do. We didn't do it tonight. Maybe we'll do it towards the end. We're always in praying for the sick. We're always praying for miracles. Always praying for healing. Stage four, cancer's healed here. All kinds of diseases, known, unknown, healed. Deaf ears opened. Blind eyes opened. Marriages put back together. Crack heads putting the rock up and smashing the pipe and getting free. People getting off of heroin. People getting off of fentanyl. People getting free. Why? Because Jesus came to set the captives free. Come on, the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. And he's setting you free. The Lord's touching you, Pastor Vince, right now. Lift your hands. I'm going to pray for you. Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, the suffering of, of uh, springtime and pollen and all that. Heal him. Lord, you're bigger than, you're bigger than pollen. Heal him right now. Wake up to morning completely liberated, breathing easy, no more headaches. All that, in Jesus' name, amen. Anyway, lady came up two weeks ago and uh, she was dying. She had, uh, help me, Pastor Karen, her pancreas levels, your pancreas level, as I understand it, and I'm, I'm certainly not a doctor to understand these kinds of things, but your pancreas level has a there's, a, there's a normal range, you know, like your blood pressure, pancreas levels. I don't even know what the level is of, but in the pancreas level, so it's, it's between, I want to say, yeah, if I remember, 21 to 101. So hers was 241 when she went to the hospital and they said, you are close to death. And and you need you need immediate medical attention and it's emergency. She came to the front, she get to get prayer. She said the power of God touched her. She went back. She had two she had two medical tests, blood tests, and reports from a doctor. One said what her account was, 241. Then she went back after she got prayer. And her her range, her her, her new level was sixty-seven. And the doctor said, we don't know what happened. It's a miracle. You're all good. Come on, somebody. Say hallelujah. Another lady on Wednesday night, another lady on Wednesday night uh, was here. I said, lay, the hand, lay hands on the afflicted part of your body. How many of you need healing right now? Let's just do it again. Okay, but b- before, before, let me testify, build your faith a little bit. I said, lay the hand on that part of the body that's affi- uh, uh, affected." and it was her hip. She's had two hip replacements. Are you here tonight? Yes, I <laughs> Pastor Gill is here. Praise the Lord, Minister Gill. We're so glad you're with us. He's like, yes! <laughs> Guy's on fire over there. <laughs> is there anybody else here? Yes. Hey! Glory to God. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. I appreciate that. No, I was talking, Minister Goh, I was talking about the lady that got healed. Okay. She laid hands on her hip. I don't, know, I don't know which hip it was. I think it was her right hip. She laid hands on her hip. Here's what she said. She said that the power of God, electricity, started going up and down her leg. And she, she couldn't go upstairs. She had a nerve that was severed, I think. Is that, is that what it was? Who was in that? Yeah, nerve, a nerve, right? I got that right? Are you mom? Oh, mom, come testify. You just stand right. So tell us what happened. Well, she had three surgeries. She had um, congenital hip dysplasia, if you know what that is. She's had three hip surgeries, and they cut a tendon, suez tendon. So she was not able to go upstairs. Um, And so I saw her. I was sitting next to her, and I saw her put her hand on her hip. And I just thought, oh, yes, you know, we're going to just claim that. So she... She didn't want to say anything. She went home, and she walked up the stairs normal, which she cannot do. And her daughter behind her said, Mom, you're walking the the stairs normal. And she goes, oh, yeah. 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 So she told me she slept on it, and then she came to prayer, and she came to testify. And she said, I'm healed. I don't have any pain. I'm off of all my painkillers. Come on, somebody. Say hallelujah. God can do it. He can heal. There is a great elevation that's about you and your family. There is, I'm going to prophesy over you. There was a season where it was like things were just going to launch and blow up in a glorious way. And it's like the enemy came in and just put a cap on it like a, like a, um, like a, like a dam. Just you, you get kind of fenced in some different people did different things, and it's like there was a roadblock that kept you from bursting forth into ministry and the dreams that you have. But the Lord says that the roadblock's been removed, and I am I, I am bringing the dreams back to bear. You've been thinking on things, praying about things. There's a great gift of leadership on the inside of you. You're a leader of women. You're esteemed by many. I see God using you in prayer. I see God using you in, in life groups. I see God using you to release the fire of the Holy Spirit to, to marriages. I I see God's hand on you. And and though it was delayed, says the Lord, you've not been denied. You're going to finish strong. I think I heard my mama say that. <laughs> Come on, somebody say finish strong. finish strong. All right, see if I can navigate over here. Praise the Lord. Lift your hands all across this place. <laughs> Lay that hand of yours on the afflicted part of your body that needs healing, if that's appropriate. Father, in your name, in your name, we curse the work and operation of the enemy. Infirmity, we command you to go. Migraines, you'll never ever come back. Release healing the ears, ringing in the ears, leaving now. I pray those who carpal tunnel, in Jesus' name, be healed. I pray, Lord, for back problems being healed. Backs are being healed all over the place right now. Pain is leaving. That strain is leaving. Pulled muscles are being healed. Come on, receive. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Lord, healing, 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 healing. Jesus' name. Lord, release your healing touch. Be thou made whole. Be healed. Be healed in Jesus' name. All the effects of the stroke in the name of Jesus, be healed. Be healed. Shoulder, be healed in Jesus' name. Shoulder, be healed in the name of Jesus. Come on, speak. Listen, this is what you do. Jesus would speak. He would give a command many times. Sometimes it's just the presence of the Lord is there to heal, as it says in Luke 5. Other times Jesus would speak to things to be healed. You speak to that part of your body. Body, be healed. Back, be healed. Come on, just say it. Knee, be healed. Knee, be healed. It's one of these. In the name of Jesus. Knee, be healed. And now give God the praise and thank Him. I am blessed, and I will multiply. What does multiplication mean to you? Let's get right into the message. What does multiplication mean to you? To me, it means more people being healed. To me, it means more resources. To me, it means more souls. To me, it means more and more and more of what he has in store. Can you say amen? Amen. (laughs) All of you Birthday the Kingers knew exactly what I was saying right there. Come on, Pastor Vince, can you do it for us? More and more of what he has in store. Come on, ready? More and more of what he has in store. Very good. (laughs) All right. What does multiplication mean to you? Think about that. It's not addition. It's multiplication. King James Version uses it a lot. Other versions don't use it so much. It's a supernatural energizing beyond, 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 Really, our own understanding. It's 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 Godematics, sort of mathematics. Godematics. It's when God one God breathes on something. He, here's here's multiplication. One can put a thousand to light. Two can put what 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 ten thousand. Where do you get that kind of math, God? That's that's Godematics. It's really two Hebrew words. They're verbs. And both are seen in Scripture. Turn to Genesis 1 and 28 and put that on the screen if you can. Genesis 1 and 28. Genesis 1, 28. The two Hebrew words, the two verbs are action words. It's a command and a blessing. It's both. There's a command to multiply and there's a blessing. Actually, I should say, there's a blessing to multiply and then there's a command to multiply. Look at this. Then God bless them. Everybody say, then God bless them. Yeah, because you ain't gonna multiply jack. Unless you have the blessing. So once you have the blessing, then there's multiplication. They work together. They work together. Come on, say work it. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and get busy. Multiply. Fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air. Multiply. In Genesis chapter 9 and verse 1, as well as in verse 7, go to Genesis chapter 9 and 1. God has wiped out the earth with a flood, which He'll never do again. And Noah now receives a blessing, and it's similar to the blessing that was given to Adam and Eve. God blessed Noah. What did He do to Noah? He blessed Noah and his sons, and said to them, "Be fruitful and multiply." Be fruitful and multiply. When the blessing of God comes on your life, you will multiply. When the blessing of God comes in your life, you'll find yourself getting raises. You'll find yourself being elevated. When the blessing of God comes on your life, you'll find yourself suddenly in charge. My son was telling me, Dad, I've been believing for parking spaces to be closer where I am, where I need to go. And you know what's happening? Parking spaces are closer. Yeah, that's right. What you believe for, you get. Some of you aren't believing for anything. Some of you don't speak life. You speak death. You need to speak life. Speak life. I am blessed and I will multiply. Get it deep down in the city of your souls. Say it in the highways and byways. Say it when you're going out of your house. Say it when you're coming home. Say it all up in your Escalade. Say it in your Beamer. Say it wherever you are. I am blessed. I will Say it. Get it down in your spirit. Woo! It's a command and a blessing. In Genesis 17 and 2, God, speaking to Abram, changes his name. says, I'll make a covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, Behold, my covenant with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. Verse 5, no longer shall call your name Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations. Wow. Abraham. So God prophetically changes his name before he has children of his own. He had a children through a slave, Hagar, thank you, but he didn't have children by Sarah. And so now he gets to change his name and he's beyond the age of childbearing. I don't think we need to go into any biology biology classes tonight. Amen, Sarah was done. And so was Abraham. And yet he had to introduce himself. Hi, my name's Abraham. Oh, father of many nations. Wow, how many kids you got? None. I have none of my own, but I do have one from a slave girl. We tried to help God out. And we ended up with a mess. Every time Abraham would say his name, he would meet people and he'd say, Hi, I'm blessed and I'm going to multiply. Nice to meet you. You get it? Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. What's your name? I'm blessed and I'm multiplying. What's yours? It's a declaration over and, over and 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 over He would say it. I'm the father of many nations, but I had no kids. He's constantly prophesying. Yep. You need to do the same thing. Yep. Yeah. Amen. Come on, introduce yourself to your neighbor and say, I'm blessed and I'm going to multiply. Hi. <laughs> Hi, I'm blessed and I'm going to multiply. How are you? I'm good. I'm blessed. And I'm multiplying. Genesis 22 and 7, turn there if you would. Sure are talking a lot about the blessing Because the devil works overtime through CNN, Fox News, ABC, NBC, works overtime through HNN, that's Hell News Network. It works overtime to ram it down in your throat, get it down that you're a loser, that you're never. the economy's gonna crash, oh, nothing's ever gonna happen, oh, 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 woe's me. Speak the truth of God's word. Let the naysayers naysay. Speak God's word. Genesis 22 and 17, if you're all there, say whoop. Blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. I love that scripture. That's what my, that's what I've done. And that's what my children will do. And if should the Lord, Terry, their kids are going to, you're going to have kids one day. They'll possess the gates of the enemy. We will conquer. We will take over. We will spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to every nation, every tribe, every tongue until the fullness of the Gentiles come in. And then Jesus comes to get us. Come on, that's what's happening. I'm blessed. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed going out. I'm the head not the tail, on the lender, not the borrower none of the diseases of Egypt the rest upon me, I'm free I am the redeemed, hallelujah come on, let the redeemed of the Lord say so decree a thing, let it be established break that poverty mentality that you ain't going to be nothing because your father wasn't something or you don't know what kind of family I came from you don't know what I've been through no, I don't know what you've been through but if God did it for this boy he can certainly do it for you And I don't have a testimony maybe like some others that are maybe deeper and darker. But I'm going to tell you, I've been around long enough to know that no matter what you have been through or what pit you might have fallen in, God is deeper, bigger still. He can heal you. He can free you. He can liberate you. Come on, say amen in the house of God. So let's look at the text. I'm fired up tonight. There's a famine. It's a difficult time. A difficult time for Isaac. And at difficult times, we have a tendency to isolate ourselves. The natural progression at difficult times for human beings is to run and hide or to isolate themselves so that they don't have to talk to people, so they don't have to face things, to just wait for the storm to blow over. There are some things that time does not cure. And this famine is in the land. And instead of a tendency to, to isolate, God says he's going to bless him. So you mean even when thoughts come, negative thoughts that I can't make it and I can't do it, and I can't, yeah, you can't. But with Christ, you can do all things. Could it be that your difficulty that you're currently in, could it be? That that difficulty is the very soil that God's going to bring about the greatest breakthrough you've ever experienced in your life. I wouldn't trade my testimony for anything. I wouldn't trade it for anything. God gave me my testimony. I I have a story of God's power in my family and in my life. And I will tell you something. There's not one thing that will come over me and my family that we won't conquer and overcome all the days of our life. Oh, and we've had plenty. We're supernaturally protected and supernaturally blessed. So God told him not to go down to Egypt as Abraham had done. His father, Abraham, now Egypt was not as susceptible to famine as other places in the land because of the Nile and various reasons. So God had Abraham go down to Egypt. Egypt, of course, is a place, a picture of sin. It's a picture of your old life. It's a picture of many things. But out of Egypt I called my son Even Jesus came out of Egypt in fulfillment of the scriptures, over 300 Old Testament scriptures that talk about Jesus and what he would do in his death, his resurrection, Emmanuel, God with us, Isaiah 53, on and on and on. Abraham went to Egypt at the direction of the Lord. But Isaac doesn't go to Egypt because God doesn't tells him, no, you're not going there. You know, just because something worked for you in the past season doesn't mean it'll work in this season. You know, God is so multifaceted that he moves in, in different ways in different, in different times and, 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 and in different family members and different uh, generations. He moves differently. Yep. And so God gives him a promise. I, I want you to find that in verse four. Put that up, please. Genesis 26 and verse four. God gives him a promise. If you're all there, say amen. amen. Genesis 26. And verse four. I'm almost there. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And now we'll make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. Let me just stop and say, does that sound familiar at all? He's talking to Isaac. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, yeah because the promises of God are multigenerational. And what God wants to do in your family, God, what, what God wants to do in your life is going to be passed on. I'm just telling you, the vision that God has given me uh, for, for this house, and I should say given us for this house, is far beyond even my own lifetime, should the Lord tarry. You plan that way. Dream big so that it should the Lord tarry. We say, he's coming next week. You don't know that for sure. And if somebody does tell you when the Lord's coming, they're wrong. Because so, no man knows. But we do see the signs the ends of the time, we do see fulfillment. Israel, now a nation, unthinkable in previous generations, but now Israel is a nation. We see so many things taking place. We see the handwriting on the wall as it is in the book of Daniel. We see wars, rumors of wars and earthquakes. Never before, I mean, I'm 52. I know somebody thought I was 38, but I'm actually 52. And I'm just telling you, and just in my lifetime, and I'm not an old man, I'm a young man, but some of you, some of you that are older, I mean, am I right Is there more earthquakes than ever before? Is there more tidal waves than ever before? Is there more destruction? Yes, yes, and yes. It's all a sign of the birth pains. And yet the word of the Lord is sure. The word of the Lord is true. And from generation to generation, God will declare his glory. And so here Isaac is is being spoken to by God in verse 4. And it's the same thing he said to dad. When dad didn't have any kids. But now Isaac, laughter, the son of laughter, the son of the promise, gets the same, the very same word. He gets a promise. Wow. In the midst of famine, God gives him a promise. Look to the promises of God in the midst of your pain. Look to the promises of God in the midst of your famine. Look to the promises of God in the midst of difficulty where you're declaring, I'm blessed and I'll multiply and all you see is like curse and nothing. Speak blessing. Listen, it it took you 30-something years to get in the hole that you're in right now. Do you think you get snatched out in 30 days? Sometimes. You certainly get redeemed by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ and you get translated instantaneously out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son. But it takes a while to, un- to unbraid that, that nest, that, that, that's, that fouled up line of your life that you created and generational sin and iniquity. It can take a little while. And so, so you've been saved for like 30 seconds and you start getting discouraged because you, know, you ain't the king of the hill yet or something. He's trying to work character on the inside of you. He's trying to help you so that when you, when you get to the place of the full blessing of God, you don't blow up and kill people. Listen, if you think money is not your problem, I'm talking to somebody, I'm going over here. Money's not your problem. If I just had enough money, no, that's not even true either. Because God owns a cattle on the hill, He could just give you money right now. Right. So you think money's the problem, no, that's not the problem. Your sin condition, your stinking thinking actually is the problem because if you got hooked up like all those people that won the lottery, they all end up like killing themselves, blowing, blowing their brains, giving all their money away, drug addicts, are in pr- they lose it. They all lose it within like five years. I mean, how do you lose $67 million in five years? How do you do that? Simple. You have a poverty mindset. doesn't matter if you have a poverty mindset and you don't know who you are and you're broken and you're addicted, it doesn't matter how much money gets poured into you. You will be like a sieve. It'll pour out. You'll curse your life and you'll, and you'll die a miserable wretch unless you give your life to Jesus. Listen, if you want to stay addicted, afflicted, and messed up all your life, that's up to you, Slick. I ain't, listen, I ain't looking at you. I'm just saying. Bump your neighbor and say, he's talking to somebody in here. <laughs> Welcome to Kings. We're so glad you're here. God gave him a promise. God has a promise for you. This whole thing is filled with promises. Dr. James Morocco, my pastor, says this. The promises of God are the basis by which we pray. When you get a promise, you take that thing and beat the fool out of the devil and you stand on it, you decree it, you speak it in the morning, you speak it in the night, you say it over and over and over. You believe it, you take action on it, and you will see it come to pass. Let every man be a liar, but God be sure. God is true. His word will not return void. He sends it forth to accomplish the task for which he sends it. So Isaac obeyed, which is amazing. A lot of people get promises from God, but they don't obey. Isaac obeys, and he stays in this place of famine. And verse 12, it says, And Isaac sowed in the land and reaped the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. I just, I, I think they're writing that about me. Come on, say that. I think they're writing that about about me. The man began to prosper. He continued to prosper. And dude, he prospered. Come on, someone say dude. dude. I'll never forget Dr. Theodore Neeland at the Trinity Pauling School for Boys. Said to me, don't ever in your life call me dude again. I said, okay. He was huge. He was like six foot four. Played, he played squash. Does anybody know what that is? He was like six foot four, 350. Really good squash player, except because of his size and the way that he could move, you might end up squashed, and he was constantly in the way. And no matter how many times you called, hindrance, he'd be like, no, it's not, son. <laughs> Theodore Neland. I called him Dude once with a friend of mine, and he turned around and said, Don't "Ever in your life, call me Dude again?" I said, "Okay." He said, "Do you know what a Dude is?" I said, "No." <laughs> he said, "A Dude is a disease on cattle's genitalia." I said, "Okay, <laughs> I won't call you a Dude." <laughs> okay, if you don't, if you can't tie that into this multiplication message, you just—I have all the children's attention now. You'll be thinking twice about that the next time you want to call somebody dude. Isaac multiplied greatly. He obeyed and he multiplied greatly. Look, God's speaking to us very simply tonight. No matter what happens economically, no matter what happens politically, no matter what happens physically, God can multiply you. God can help you. But it's interesting here that he doesn't just come and do it. I wish he would. I wish he would just be like, we just sit there and go, I love you, Jesus. And he just, (laughs) multiply, blessing. Yeah, that doesn't work like that. You have to obey. Isaac had to obey. Isaac had to sow. Well, you know what sowing is? It's it's putting seed in the ground. It's an agrarian culture, agriculture, right? So, I mean, if they didn't put seed in the ground, they're not going to have a harvest. They're not going to have corn. They're not going to have, you know, food coming out of the ground. And a famine is when the, you know, the, the crops are blighted and there's problems. And so yet he has a word from the Lord, stay, and I'm going to bless you. He's like, well, you're going to bless me? Then I'm going to put some seed in the ground. So he put seed in the ground and he received 100 times what you would normally receive. Anybody seen the movie Faith Like Potatoes? If you haven't seen it, that's a good family movie. Get that. There's one scary part. Where a kid falls off the tractor and, and gets killed, so you be careful of that. I just shocked me when I watched it. But it's a Christian movie. And it's about, I think it's on Australia, and this guy plants seeds, and there's no way, there's no potatoes, it's all it ain't happening. And God does a miracle of potatoes, faith like potatoes. That's what he did. He sowed seed because he said, God's gonna bless me. I'm putting it in the ground, I'm believing God. You gotta change your thinking, people. We all have to change our thinking. Amen. Listen, if, if, you, if you can't imagine it and speak it forth, then you will never hold it. You have to allow, and God does exceedingly, above, abundantly above and beyond all that we can ask or imagine. Some of us can imagine bigger things than others. You know, I used to have faith that like, you know, I'd make it through the next month. No, I mean really. Like, I would still be breathing the next month. And, and then God brought me through that. You know, that was a great place of faith. My faith's not there anymore. My, my faith is in another place because he brings you from glory to glory. And as you're, as you're tested and as you continue to obey and as you continue to sow and as you continue to believe, God will continue to bless you and prosper you. And your faith grows. Now, there's a the gift of faith that doesn't need to grow. Let's have the faith of God, as it says in Mark 11, I believe, verse 22. That's the gift. How many of you know God has faith? It's, it's perfect. It, it doesn't grow. Then there's faith that comes by hearing and hearing by the, and and, and hearing by the, and, and, and the, hearing. hearing by the word of the Lord. What do you mean? I mean hearing it and hearing it and hearing it and hearing it. Why do you keep, why do you think I keep saying? I, I am blessed and I will multiply. We are blessed and All right, that's not like some preaching technique. I'm trying to get it in your spirit. So when you wake up in the morning going, oh, I'm blessed. I'm a multiplier. Yeah, it just comes out of you all the time. Why? Because there's power in the declaration of the word of the Lord. You got to change your thinking. Abraham had to change his thinking. No longer will he be called Abram. Verse five of Genesis 17. No longer will he be called Abram. You're going to be called to Abraham. What? Shows him the stars. Another time. Look at all the stars. Every time he would go outside, he would see the stars. More numerable will your descendants be than these. The stars would prophesy to him every time he went outside. Over and over and over. I have things like that in my own life. I have things that happen in creation. Things that... I have a phenomena that's happening uh, with time. I don't really understand it. But... On a regular basis, two, three times, sometimes four times a day, I'll happen to look at the clock, and it's 2.22, 3.33, 4.44, 5.55. I'll look, and it's happened so much that I just started doing screen captures on my phone. And the Lord, the Lord is speaking to me some things about that. And it has to do with the release of gathering angels. It has to do with, with, with the harvest. It's, it's a bit of a mystery. And uh, you say, well, I know what that means. Just email that to Pastor Vince. And we'll process that. What's our church email? Info at kcalaska.com. Is that what it is? All right, just email that to info at kcalaska.com. Because I'm, if you have a dream, you have a vision, you feel like it needs to be shared with the house, I would like to, I would like to read it. I'd like to partner with that. I, I just don't have the time to sit and listen to it. Uh, I'd like to pray and read over it. So you can just email info at kcalaska.com. I got that right, info? Pardon me, information, don't, don't abbreviate. Everybody say information. If you have some information for us, you go ahead and send that to us. Let me just say this. If you think we could do something better, we'd love to hear what that would be. Right. Now, we had, we had people think that we should run around in jumper suits. We're not going to be doing that, but I'm just saying that might, you can have your opinion. When you open your own church, you can wear unitards yourself. Ooh. Amen. We're not going to be. You heard of a leotard? That's a unitard. We ain't wearing unitards. Okay. You know, the ushers are extremely happy today as we eliminated suits and ties. I thought we were gonna have revival in our usher meeting. They're like, oh, God, thank you. No suits and ties. Thank you, Jesus. And all the ushers said? Yes. <laughs> well, ushers, we're not gonna to go to unitards either. Information at KC Alaska. You see, .com, you can send that to us. We need to change our thinking. God looks beyond your present And sees your future. And he speaks to you a word like this out of these lips of clay to you. So that you can rise out of the ash heap and begin to, almost sounded like I cursed for a second. Ashes. You can rise out of the ashes and fulfill God's dream for your life. I prophesy to you the blessing of God overtaking you. But you have to do your part. you got to stay in Garar. You have to obey God. God will not do what you're required to do. He's not going to come and force you. He's not going to come and grab you. He's not going to make you go to church. You have to get your own carcass out of bed and go to church. You, I'm tired. D- dude, you're too tired not to go. What's wrong with you? Life is torn up. Come on, you're believing for multiplication. You've got to put yourself in a place of multiplication. You have to continually make right choices. Sowing seed talks about financial seed, of course. You knew I was going to go there, but it's true. But it's also being kind, loving. I watched a a family in our church go through a great tragedy over this past week as they lost their son. We were all piled up weeping and crying. Young man, 20 years old. Maybe he's 19. And he's gone. And his funeral, by the way, for those of you who know who I'm talking about, will be Tuesday at 4 p.m. And as we're all piled up at that house, Pastor Vince, Minister Ava were there, my wife was there, some others. We're just grieving with them. And our precious Carol, who's over our Native Alaska, who's been over our Native Alaska dance team, rose up and she began to speak life over her family. She began to testify and proclaim, take authority over demonic power. And then she did some crazy native dance thing. She prophesied over her son. And then she said, you're going to make it and I'm going to clear the way. I'm going to clear the way. I'm just on fire in the midst of unspeakable pain. Now, if you think that just came out of nowhere because she just happened to be like sovereignly got set on fire at that moment. Heck no. She's been in the Word. She's been praying. She's been dancing over iniquity. She's been believing God, dancing over injustice, speaking life, meditating. Her house, I went to visit their house. There's Scripture everywhere. You think you're just going to make it in a time of famine? You're fooling yourself. You'll make it when you take the Word and you smash it to the ground. You strike your arrows to the ground. You speak life. Listen, hell tries to blow on everyone's life at some point. And usually there's, there's one or two times in your life where the enemy will do his very best to completely eliminate you and take you out. I've experienced that. Maybe you have. If you haven't, may you never. But I'm telling you, the enemy comes. And when he comes, if you don't know how to stand up and punch his lights out with the blood of Jesus and the power of his name, then you might succumb. And that tragedy that they just experienced would be far worse if others gave up and gave in. But the word of God is sure. The word of God is true. She declared the blessing of God. You've got to change your thinking. Say, Pastor, you don't understand who my parents were. You don't, you don't understand. No, I don't understand who your parents were. And if they weren't very godly and Christ-like and loving towards you, I'm so sorry. Now let the Lord heal you. Because if you were supposed to be dead, you would be. And don't try killing yourself because you go straight to hell for the most part. We contend for God's mercy in those situations. But you have no promise, i to just tell you, you have no promise of offering yourself that you would then go to heaven. And I believe that God's a merciful God. Are you saying that all suicides go to heaven? I am not God and I don't know. I just know you can't murder, murder is wrong. May God have mercy. Come on, someone say amen. Amen. We've got to change our thinking. So are you bound by space and time? Or do you serve the God who made space and time? You serve the God who made space and time. And though you might not have had a father, you might not know who your mother is, or maybe they were abusive. I don't know. But I know in the midst of where you are right now, where we are right now, you can, this is the first evening of the rest of your life. And you can change your circumstances that God's not going to do it for you. He gives you the tools. He gives you the promises. But you have to do your job. God will not do your job. You can't do his. We've got to be thankful. Turn to Jeremiah 30. I prophesy over the Scott family, I said it to you individually, I'm going to say it corporately, so when it happens, well, I'll just give God the praise. You're up for like a huge breakthrough. And it's going to be like a reward. I told your husband, I don't know if he told you, but it's going to be like a reward. The Lord's just going to go, just because you did it right, here you go. And he's just going to bless you. It's going to come and you'll know, this is that, that word, this is that prophetic word. He's about to download and hook you up with some serious place. You said he already has. If he never did another thing, in that right? If he never did another thing, he's already blessed you, right, Brother Toby? And he's just going to do it because, just to say thank you. Come on, lift your hands to Jesus all across this place. All right, Jeremiah 30. Just the black keys, brother. Pentatonic scale. Mm. Be all right, everything's gonna be okay for God's on the throne and He's making a way, making a way, he's making a way for you. <laughs> all right, all right. Can you give me some keys right here, maybe I'll sing that song I wrote. This monitor, if he can, It's so just a little keys. Lift your hands all across this place. Come on, it's only seven twenty. Ain't nothing on Netflix, and if it was something that would be worthy of being watched, you can watch it later. Amen. Netflix. You can eat later. Hmm. I'm blessed in the city. A little more. I've got plenty of mic. He want just keys, please. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed when I come and when I go. I'm blessed. Mm. Even in the midst of famine, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Even in the midst of pain, I'm blessed. I'm blessed even in the midst of sorrow I'm blessed I'm blessed I'm blessed I'm blessed I'm blessed I'm I'm not running back to Egypt no no I'm not running back to Egypt no I'm gonna stay in the land Gonna stay in the promise, gonna plant my seed and prosper. Gonna prosper, gonna prosper. The Lord says that this promise comes back to you today. Again, pray it. You sowed it, believe it, it's gonna come to pass. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Yeah. Jeremiah 30. You got to have the thank. Got to be thankful for the word. Be thankful for God's word. Come on, take the Bible off the back of the toilet tank and get it up and wipe it off. Pull it off of your shelf. Put it on the kitchen table. Hi, pastor. <laughs> good to see you. Yes, you are Pastor Sherry Morris from Trinity Christian Center. God bless you. I thought I saw y'all glowing back there with your whole family just uh... I'm, blessed. I'm blessed. Come on lift your hands. We're going to go to Jeremiah 30 in a second. It's only 7:23 and there's still nothing on Netflix that can't play later. Come on lift your hands. I'm blessed. Yes. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm free. <laughs> All right, let's look at this. Jeremiah 30, verse 18. Thus says the Lord. Talk about being thankful for the word. Thus says the Lord. Jeremiah 30 is an amazing chapter. It's just amazing. You can go and look at that. Thus says the Lord Behold, I will bring back the captivity of Jacob's tent. And have mercy on his dwelling places. The city shall be built upon its own bound. And the place shall remain according to its own plan. Then out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. And the voice of those who make merry. I will multiply them. And they shall not diminish. I will also glorify them. And they shall not be small. Learn to open your mouth and thank God. It's a part of multiplication. If you can't thank Him for what you have now, you will never be in a place of gratitude for what He's going to do. In fact, I'm, I'm convinced that without gratitude, you're not going to see a release of the full blessing of God. Gratitude. Gratitude. Talked about it this morning a little bit. Ingratitude's an idol. Most people are not gra- you know, grateful and thankful. Got to be filled with be thankful. Come on, thank Him right out loud. Thank you, Jesus. Secondly, you got to declare what God has said. Declare. If you're sitting next to an empty seat, put your hand on it. If somebody's sitting there, don't put your hand on them, all right? If there's an empty seat anywhere near you, put a hand on it. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you that even on a Sunday night, every seat will be filled. Not only here, but in our new building. Thank you. Every seat filled in Jesus' name. Come on, say it. Every seat filled in Jesus' name. you're blessed you got to declare what God has said the key to multiplying is obedience you have to obey Isaac had a choice that's the name of the message choose multiplicate you you have to choose it you have to make a choice you choose to multiply say I'm going to choose to multiply I mean yeah you came to church tonight that's a choice in multiplying you chose to pray You chose chose to read your word. You chose to tithe. Or you didn't. Every choice you make either releases life or death. So what is a choice? Listen, if the culmination of your choices, decisions, and seeds that you've sown, and and even generationally, the generation before you, is what's now worked in your life. So if you look back over your shoulder of your life, if you see just wreckage everywhere, I'm just telling you, that's evidence of the curse, and it's evidence of the lack of the blessing of God. So you have to make a choice. Right here, right now, you're going to, listen, when when it's all done, you're going to be in your own birthday suit before the Lord. Ain't going to be anybody else there. You understand what I'm saying? It'll just be you, and either you'll be covered with the blood or you won't. Listen, we're not playing church. There are lives. There's people that are dying and going to hell and people that are dying and going to heaven. We are here for the express purpose of preaching the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, redeeming the hearts of men, women, and children, preaching the gospel and the blessing of God. The reason you're still here is to be someone that releases the blessing, to releases multiplication. It's a choice. Quit blaming everybody else gonna blame the, blame the government? Blame your parents? Stop it. Forgive everybody. Stand up on your own two feet and, and, and get a grip. Get some backbone and hear the words that I speak to you this night. That it's a choice to multiply. It's a choice. Sowing, giving. Turn to, turn to Leviticus 26. The key to multiplying is obedience. We're almost done. Leviticus 26. You see in Leviticus 26 a powerful passage. I'm going to read the whole thing. But there's covenant language. You know what covenant is. Another way to say that is a contract. There's if-then clauses throughout the whole thing. So verse 3 of Leviticus 26. If, everybody say if. Yes. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and perform them, then I will give you rain in season and the land will yield its produce. The trees of the field shall yield their fruit. Your threshing shall last till the time of vintage and the vintage shall last till the time of sowing. You shall eat your bread and be full and dwell in the land safely. I will give you peace. I mean, look at all, all we got to do is obey and he does all this. Oh, all of this has, has very real 2019 application. All of it. All of it does. But if you don't obey his word, you don't get none of it. No, it's just the Bible. It's just religion. It's too late to tell me that. If it was just a book, says Pastor Vince, if it was just a regular book, why did they remove it from schools because it ain't a regular book it's the word of God sharper than any two-edged sword come on God God can do it for you he can if if everybody say if so the choice is yours you want to multiply then you obey you live for him and he'll multiply you don't want to obey you don't want to tithe you don't want to give you don't want to pray you don't want to go to church you want to keep smoking crack go right ahead How encouraging, Pastor. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you. preach, Pastor. I will give you peace in the land. Some of you hadn't had peace for years. You can have it tonight. You can get it tonight by repenting and receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the first step of walking in the blessing of God. I will rid the land of evil beasts. Ooh. And the sword will not go through the land. Wow, that's like divine protection because you obeyed. You will chase your enemies, and they will fall by the sword before you. Five of you shall chase a hundred; those are pretty good odds, right there. And a hundred of you shall chase ten thousand to fly. Your enemies will fall by the sword before you. Verse nine. Verse nine. Everybody, say verse nine. Verse nine. For I will look on you favorably, and I will make you fruitful multiply you, and confirm my covenant with you. This is still true today. It's fulfilled in Christ. But you have to receive him and then walk in his ways. If you love me, you'll obey my word. It's fulfilled in Christ, but understand that you don't have to be under the curse anymore. It's a choice. I'm blessed. It's a choice. We have a choice. God will do his part